0: Love Dino, baby. Love I Welcome back, Sam. Here, AM 1070. The answer is 8:35 ish. Every Friday, uh, we take a little break. We slam on the brakes of the insanity and destruction of our great country and its Judeo-Christian fabric at the hands of evil, and we focus on marriage. One segment of one day of the week. Of you think about it, it's 15 hours of live radio and television per week. 15 hours, eight minutes is devoted to the talk of the sanctity and the glory and the holiness and sexiness of marriage. And program directors and and station managers and owners have tried to stop me for all these years until we got to Salem, right here at AM1070, where they say, Sam, you're the only one who does it. We support you. That's why we love the company. My wingman for all these years has been Robert Kosick, church deacon, marriage coach, author of Honor the Vow, honorthevow.com. What's up, Mr. C?
1: Hey, happy Friday, Sam, and happy early anniversary to you. And also, you know, you're talking about only eight minutes. Can you imagine just thinking back on all the marriages whose lives we've touched in a simple eight-minute talk? Yeah. We should charge for that.
0: We could. (laughs) But, you know... By doing it for free, it's actually a little nicer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's advice, right? It's eight. one friend talking to another friend. That's all it is. Take yeah, it help, or leave it.
0: Yeah, help somebody out and make your money elsewhere, you know?
1: That's it. That's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, but eight minutes a week. That's it. It's just an eight-minute segment.
1: Great. Eight, yeah, eight minutes out
0: of 15 it. hours. And we have changed, and we get a lot of emails and, and stuff from people who listen.
1: All over the country, too. And, and some places we've gotten them from outside of this country that's as
0: amazing. well. So I'm glad to have it. Mr. Kosick, uh, obviously, has been writing the content. That I post he he's the book author, I'm just the Je with the show, <laughs> and uh, this is marriage tip number one hundred and nineteen that, that we're up to. There's more, oh yeah, yeah uh, marriage tip number one hundred and nineteen. I read this earlier to denise the I heard disapp- that. the disappointment gap before getting married, everyone had some preconceived ideas about what marriage would be like, but to some extent, reality has probably fallen short for some of those expectations. Disappointment is created in the gap between Expectations and reality. The greater the gap, own the greater the disappointment and disappointment, and it can destroy a marriage. Mm. So how to shrink the disappointment gap? Identify the expectation, determine if the expectation is a need or a want, discuss if your expectation is realistic or unrealistic, and adjust the expectation. All right, so at the top, first of all, the disappointment gap. i never heard of that before.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a thing. We we talk with, to uh, the newlyweds about this one all the time, and because they because they think of the divorce rate and all kind of stuff, and and kind of go in with this preconceived idea of everything is going to be great, and everybody has their ideas of what marriage should be like, and once you get into the marriage, things aren't quite the way maybe you thought they would be because your idea of what marriage was was based on fantasy movies and you know some of those kind of things. It just isn't reality. And so what happens is it gets kind of dangerous because you have this expectation, uh, let's say that your uh, husband will be romantic forever and bring you flowers every week, and that doesn't happen when you get into the marriage because you get busy with work and get distracted and whatnot. So then you, you figure out reality is not quite where I thought it was, and you think, well, I'm a little disappointed. It's not exactly what I thought it was. And where the real danger is, is if you leave that disappointment alone, it turns into resentment, and that's where you have a lot of problems.
0: Man, that's surprising. <laughs> I
1: know. We got fun stuff later, but we got we got to do this because everybody okay. deals with it.
0: All right. So let's shrink the disappointment gap. Yeah. Identify the expectations. What? 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 How does? What do you mean? Identify the expectations. So
1: real simple exercise. In fact, I'm going to do this with my uh, Sunday school class this weekend. So what you do is you identify the expectation, and if you do, and I'll do one that's that's a hot issue with marriage all the time. Let's just talk about intimacy, right? So. Going into marriage, the guy has his idea of how frequently that's going to happen, and the wife has her idea of how frequently that's going to happen. And after a certain period of time, those start to diverge from each other. So it's a need. you got to first identify, is it a need or a want? So I had this expectation that we're going to be together once a week, five times a week, whatever it is that you have is your idea. Then reality is a little bit different, where you may find out, well, we're busy, where schedules are going on, kids come into the mix, and that doesn't happen as often. But from a purely biological perspective, that's a need for the male, not so much for the female. But the expectation of how frequently that's going to happen is going to be off. So that's where the two kind of get into each other. You have to identify what's the expectation. Am I talking about what I need? Is it a real deal, Is something that is an absolute need? I have to have this. And is it something that's just basically a want? And the next step is to determine whether or not your expectation of that need is um, realistic or unrealistic.
0: Got it. Now determine if the expectation is a need or a want. Right, and so. you're going
1: to have a lot of a lot of disagreement on this one.
0: <laughs> no, it's a need.
1: <laughs> some things are definitely, and like I said, from what we just talked about a minute ago, biologically speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely a need. Now the frequency of that need, that's going to be your want, and that's where the difference is going to be.
0: Uh, discuss if your expectation is realistic or unrealistic.
1: Right. So just simple things. If you look at it from a romantic perspective, I, he was, most guys are very romantic when they're dating, and a lot of guys forget to do that after they get married, so she has an expectation that he'll bring flowers once in a while. That's probably a realistic want. It's not necessarily a need. You're not, your marriage isn't going to fall apart if he never buys you flowers, but it's a want that you want, and to get flowers on occasions different than just the specific holidays, Valentine's Day, whatnot, that's not too unrealistic. But if you expect him to bring you flowers every single Friday, that may be a little unrealistic.
0: And in number four, by the way, all this is on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show uh, on on a Marriage Talk. Adjust the expectation and/or the reality.
1: Yeah. Well, see now, your expectation may not be realistic, and it's not realistic to expect him to bring flowers every single week, every single Friday. Well, you have to decide: is, is does he need to step up his game a little bit and bring me flowers more frequently? Or do I just need to not really expect flowers every single week? So I need to adjust that to a more realistic expectation. And sometimes they both have to move. Sometimes he needs to step up his game a little bit, and sometimes she needs to put in, stop putting so much pressure on him to, to perform at whatever level.
0: Done. Marriage tip number 119. Yeah. Here comes the hot and heavy marriage tip. It's 100. right below it. Uh, that's crazy talk. Spontaneous crazy stuff is sometimes just what a marriage needs to shake up the mundane and put a little spark back in the relationship sure
1: so this one kind of goes what we were just talking about your expectations every now and then you know if if you ever watch the chick flick there's always at least one scene where they throw off their shoes and jump in the fountain or or throw pies at each other or just do something really goofy stupid that would make you really uncomfortable and but you just do it and they all laugh about it and it's a fun thing so many marriages get stuck in this rut where they do the same thing over and over again. Go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep. Go to work, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep. It's the same old thing over and over again. So I'm just suggesting every once in a while do something stupid and crazy. You know, If you're in the middle of Walmart and, and a song's playing on the radio, start dancing with each other slow dance <laughs> have a good time on the elevator start slow dancing on the elevator or you know in the middle of the day go get a hotel room in the middle of the day who
0: cares now we're talking
1: yeah i mean have some fun or like you always say rip off your clothes and jump in the shower why not
0: <laughs> you know? well that's the best day isn't it yeah, is tell the
1: kids you're, you're cleaning the bathroom there's lots of chemicals you don't want them to come in there so just <laughs> stay out there for a while
0: you tell your kids if you're coming in you're helping the clean
1: that's right <laughs> Fail. Yeah, you're cleaning the toilets. They won't bother you for weeks.
0: You know, we, Denise and I went out Tuesday night after election night to celebrate stuff, and we hadn't done like steak and scotch at midnight in a while. Mm. And she did steak and white. Like, man, we, you know what? And then we were like, we were like college kids the next day, which was Wednesday morning, and we we're both talking about how tired we are because we got to bed at two and I had to wake up at five. And it was like I said, man, we used to do this a lot, and we were just reminiscing, do crazy zany stuff. Oh yeah, have fun with it. There's so many
1: wonderful things you can do. You know. D- go somewhere and jump in the lake in your underwear or something. I don't know. I mean, it looks like a bathing suit anyway. Go, Do something that's fun, not illegal, but do something that's fun, and that, that's exciting, and, and we're just, it's just crazy. When you think back on it, you're going to laugh, you're going to have a great time, and you say, wow, we really connected together, and I, and I really appreciate that. It's just, it's a whole other level that people forget all about.
0: Hell, yeah, and do the elevator grope. I love doing that. Uh, and do it in front
1: of other people. That's really fun.
0: But when there's other people, kind of reach around and get a handful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, Denise always giggles, and she's always, like, slap my hand away. I'm like, mad gropers in the elevator. Better watch out. Oh.
1: And if you really want to have fun, she can look
0: and you go, stop, your wife's on the next floor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was a good one, Mr. Cossack. Uh, that was a good
1: one. Just have a good time with it and kid around. Who cares? They're going to look at you like you're goofy and nuts. But all you have to do is look and say, we're married, we love each other. Get over it.
0: Ain't death the truth. Ain't death the truth. Absolutely. Our, our marriage segment uh, on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show, posted up there a couple hours ago, written by our good friend, Mr. Robert Cossack, who's on the air with me dot honortheval.com is his website and the book.
1: Are you writing another one? I have three so far. So my wife tells me if I write another one, I've got to do it while I'm traveling because it just takes too much time away from the family. So yeah,
0: the irony of writing a marriage
1: I, book. I know. In fact, when I was writing the first one, she looked at me and said, just publish the stupid book. Because <laughs> you gets so excited about getting it done. I'm like, okay, fine. She's not mad at me. She's telling me we need time together, and I'm tired of competing with that book. So you know, I finished the book while, while I was traveling. So but it was that's,
0: You know, that's the divorce story you never want to hear. The wife left the mic. least spent too much time writing marriage books. Right. <laughs> book
1: number two, how not to lose your marriage when writing a book. <laughs> that's funny, actually.
0: All right, so it's on uh, Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. There's marriage tip number one. It's also available on iTunes, which is how our national audience picks it up. And it's skyrocketed up the charts. And on iTunes, it's Sam Malone's show and then the word marriage. All free
1: stuff. Well worth every minute of the eight minutes. It'll turn your marriage around. It'll take your marriage that's wherever it is to an even higher level. Just invest some time in it and have some fun and grope each other in the elevator. There you go. Hoorah.
0: And we invest eight minutes a week. You can invest a little bit more in your marriage for free. Sure. We do it for free. You do it for free. The world will be a whole lot better when people getting along and not having this negative energy around divorces. Oh, my God, we've heard such stories. Makes it all better. Oh, thank you, Mr. Cossack. Yeah, you have a fantastic weekend, Sam. Will do, sir, will do. Dino to the break. Glad you're with us. Sam Malone Show, AM 1070, The Answer.
1: Bye. Uh-huh.